You're listening to The Common Good Show, a show designed to inform, inspire, and empower our listeners and entrepreneurs. Whether your goal is to live your best life, achieve business success, or foster a safe and healthy community, we bring you a holistic approach. And now, here's your host, Juanita Farrow. Welcome to The Common Good Show with Juanita, a show where we inform, inspire, and empower our businesses, our communities, and people just like you. I am so excited about the show today because we are talking about healthy vegan cooking. Not just healthy, it tastes good as well. And I'm excited about this because especially coming out of this winter and moving into the spring, what a great way to start getting healthy for the spring and the summer. Um, and here's the way to do it. But we're going to have, we have a very special guest who's talking to us today and is going to give us lots of good information about vegan cooking because today we're talking to Dr. Kalinia Jackie Jackson Burton and who is the founder of Beyond Vegan Corporation. Now let me tell you a little about Dr. Jackie as we call her. Uh, Dr. Jackie holds a PhD in human service with specialization in counseling from Compella University, a Master's of Arts in Community Agency Counseling, and a Bachelor's of Arts in General Studies with emphasis in psychology, both from Hampton University. Shout out to Hampton University there. She's a founder of Beyond Vegan Cell Food a research-based food developed brand that provides whole food, healthier options to support our immune system and our overall health. Now, prior to starting the business, she was executive director of a nonprofit for over 19 years, and the organization helped educate and empower youth and young women. She says that we should be eating to live instead of living to eat. What a great way to start the show. Help me welcome to the show, Dr. Jackie. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited about being here. Well, I am so glad that you're on the show. We're talking about oh, such an excellent topic about vegan um, eating, because I think there's so much misconception out there about vegan cooking and what it is and how helpful it is. So you're going to help with all your years of research. You're going to help us uh, shed some light on this topic today. So first of all, I wanted to ask you, how did your interest in uh, becoming a vegan, how did that evolve? Well, you know, um, it really evolved because of health issues uh, that was all around me with my family mm -hmm. uh, and even with myself. Uh, but I had a mom. Uh, my mom was going through a lot of health issues at the time. And I was uh, in the doctoral program as a student, and I um, remember this class that I took. It was a human development class, and 
it talks about adulthood and the aging process and, you know, and I looked and said, wow, you know, after about 50 years old, it started going downhill from, from there. And then I start to look at my mom, you know, um, she had a, um, a lot of issues, but one of the main issues that it took a while for them to try to diagnose was she had uh, rheumatoid arthritis mm. that eventually uh, put her uh, in a wheelchair, um, eventually. And mm. then I had a sister who had uh, breast cancer. And I was going back and forth with her uh, through her chemo uh, uh, mm. treatment. Mm-hmm. Then I had another sister who had to have not one but two knee replacement surgery. Oh, wow. And at this whole time, all of this is going on, I see my body, uh, you know, I was around, you know, 50, you know, 51, 52 years old, and mm-hmm. I kind of start seeing my body uh, changing and so I had an arthritis in my knees, uh, uh, kept going back and forth to the doctor, didn't understand why I was getting, you know, shaky when I didn't eat or whatever. Then I was diagnosed with uh, hypoglycemic. Um, I had all type of uh, uh, bronchitis issues, a lot of sinus issues, just, uh, just, just wasn't feeling well uh, overall. And this kind of attributed at that time to, well, maybe I'm just getting old. But I started to look mm-hmm. at, you know, um, uh, the research I was doing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was teaching uh, at Capella University at the time in their doctoral uh, dissertation research uh, courses. I was actually teaching those courses. And I was taking some time to look through the database and start to look at you know, different issues of, around food. And I just started doing some research, and I came across uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Savi, and that's S-E-B-I. Uh, and I started to really get interested in everything he had to say, you know, about food and how it related to health and uh, the thing that stuck out with me was the fact that he kept using the phrase uh, mucus in the body or inflammation in the body. And as I was going back and forth to the doctors with my family, you know, I start to see that word a lot. And I start to connect that. And it just led me to a plant-based uh, lifestyle. And so Dr. Sadie had this um, nutritional guide, uh, and I looked at that nutritional guide, and I just started to eat from it and Mm -hmm. to see, you know, what would happen. And when I did that, a lot of my issues subsided. They just went away. Wow. Uh, Wow. So so that's how I started. Uh, You know, just as simple as that. So so I want to talk a little bit more. Now you're talking about Dr. Sibley's nutritional guide. So was that basically um, the plant-based diet that you're talking about? And how long did it take for you to start seeing some of the results of that change? Well, yeah, well, this guide is, um, you know, a lot of people were, were saying, and I've got involved with a lot of uh, different uh, social media groups, 
mm-hmm. that was following him. And I right. thought to read all the different books. And with this guide, I, I came mm-hmm. to understand that it was all about ingredients, like the mm-hmm. different ingredients that, that you would use. But these ingredients were things that were closer, uh, you know, to, to nature or, or closer to the original um, plant. A lot of times we don't realize how uh, our food has evolved mm-hmm. more and more away from nature. You know, that man has started to put things together and blend things. And uh, Dr. Sabie's um, uh, nutritional guide talked about mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. in his, in his uh, research and uh, his media, social media, you saw a lot of uh, communication about, you know, blending food together and then making those foods become starch-based and what starch does to the body. A lot of starch causes the mucus in the body. And that was his, um, the methodology or the mm-hmm. theory that he worked from that right. theory. Right. So staying away from the man-made uh, ingredients uh, develop this nutritional guide, and then that guide should be a um, uh, food that would be a mucus-free. Uh, so a lot of your body. you're talking about a lot of preservatives that you find in your food. When you look at the ingredients in food, you yes. see stuff that you have no idea what it is, and it's just packed with no different idea. kinds of stuff. <laughs> and you're looking at the labels. Yes. If you're reading these labels and going, what in the world is all of that I'm putting in my body because there's so much other, like you're mentioning, things that have been mixed in there. Exactly. And like you said, it's, it's a lot of chemicals, and it's man-made. Uh, and things that had just kind of be put in. And what Dr. Savior did is saying stick to what God provided or mm. what God created and what is coming, as, you know, from nature without mm. the interference of man. I and, love that. And that was the whole thing. I love that, and you that know, the, the, single, the single ingredient, you know, from the earth. You know, um, yep. there's something spiritual about that, too. It just feels good to even say that. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, and, and, that's, that's, and that was his whole premise. It's, you know, to stick to, you know, what is coming from the earth mm, uh, in mm. its original form. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, that, that is powerful. And I want to talk about your, your upbringing because you uh, grew up living on a farm in the south, and, and that sort of became the foundation for your cooking style because we're not just talking about good food. We're talking about knowing how to cook it. And which makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. What, it, how that influenced your style of cooking? Oh, it, it, it influenced it tremendously. It's everything. It's the basis mm. of everything. Mm. I grew up uh, in North Carolina on a hog farm, believe it or not. Mm. And everything that I saw, my grandparents, because we all lived there, uh, my aunts and uncles. Uh, we all lived there in a big farmhouse. Uh, I saw my, my granddad, you know, uh, kill hogs to sell to the community. People would come by and buy hogs, whether it was fresh hogs or we had a smokehouse, or whether he had put the meat, kill the hogs and put the meat in the smokehouse. And then he also barbecued hogs for people, and they would come and pick up 
the the actual barbecue pork. I remember a a pit being built in mm-hmm. the ground, not what you're seeing now, but they used to build it in the ground and and put a rack over it, and that's where they would cook the hogs, you know, using wood chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things were a, a lot different. Well, because I grew up loving, you know, that food, it was very, very difficult for me when I started with Dr. Sadie, a nutritional guide, because I wanted food that, um, you know, was seasoned a certain mm-hmm, way. That, mm-hmm. whole, that whole soul food uh, piece, you know, as I traveled the world, Two things that I saw in the, you know, everywhere you travel that was influenced, uh, all societies worldwide was number one, soul food and hip hop. Oh wow! <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, and it's, so it was hard to, you know, yeah. step away from from that. And you know, a lot of people were saying vegan food. They were just used to, you know, a lot of um, vegetables and mm-hmm. salads and. And even to me, that was boring. And tasting so, bland, too, with no and flavor. Tasting, tasting, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I grew up on this hog farm. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, everything is seasoned with fat, fat, and, you know. Oh, I know what you mean. Green, you, know, you know what I mean? And so, look, we were just seasoned people, just seasoned. And uh, the same thing with the chicken. That's the only two things that we had on the farm meat-wise was the hogs and the chicken because my grandparents raised chickens as well. But even with that, we, we made the, 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 the Lord or the, the oil or the grease that we used to call it from the fat back of the uh, hog, and we'll fry the chicken in it. So chicken, everything was flavored with, with fat back. But look at what it had done to our bodies over the years, uh, though. You know, my family suffered a lot from that mm-hmm. as far as, you know, heart disease, you know, high blood pressure, all types of uh, uh, situation because, you know, we inherit that eating, that bad eating habit, right. uh, that bad eating lifestyle. But what I did was took everything that I had learned and I wanted to create it, create similar food. So the food that I do is a replicate of everything I grew up on. So, you know, of course, it was always about the pork. So I designed or created me some hard chitlins because I used to love hard chitlins. So I created me some hard chitlins using mushrooms. Oh, my I, goodness. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm eating everything that, you know, I ate before. The chicken wow. is something that is very uh, popular um, uh, at the restaurant. And so I made country fried chicken using a very meaty uh, oyster mushroom. And I used my family's secret uh, recipe in seasoning that was something that I took from uh, Dr. Savings, a nutritional guide, and substitute the, the bad seasoning, you know, with stuff that was least detrimental because that was what his whole uh, nutritional guide was about, is using ingredients to make things that was least detrimental to the body. 
So I did that, all that substitution to veganize, you know, the food. So the same thing that my grandparents would do, you know, with the hog and with the chicken, I do with the mushrooms and the jackfruit and the chickpeas and the wild rice. You know, I can create anything from chicken. Um, I even created a fat bag to season my collard greens with. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing how things have come full circle from your, your childhood and your upbringing and, and how that has influenced basically what you're doing today. What a beautiful story. Yes. Wow, that's yes, a beautiful story. Uh, we're going to take a short break. This is so, so exciting. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to hear more about vegan cooking with Dr. Jackie. Don't you go nowhere. We're going to be right back. You've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita, and I've been talking to Dr. Jackie, and we've been talking about healthy vegan cooking. This is a lot of good information, not just about uh, cooking good tasting vegan food, but also about improving your health. It's amazing the impact that food has on our bodies. And so we have to watch and be careful what we're putting into our bodies. So Dr. Jackie, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned something on the last segment about least detrimental foods and how that tied to the, the restaurant that you found. So I want to talk a little bit more about your restaurant, the type of foods beyond vegan cell food. Yeah, well, using least detrimental foods, uh, meaning that, you know, as I was discussing earlier about mm -hmm. growing on a hog farm, and we saw that the, the high sodium content, the high fat mm. content uh, of the, the meat, and we saw what it did to the body. And mm -hmm. what soul food overall has been doing, particularly to the black community, mm -hmm. you know, what it has actually uh, caused a lot of uh, health issues uh, for us. So, you know, what I try to focus on is taking the things that I know that probably you are either going to be addicted to or you're just not well educated about and not making the connection of how food is affecting your overall health. So what we did is created a 100%, and I say vegan, mm -hmm. and, and not, let me stop and pause there for okay. a moment. Because vegan uh, actually means animal rights. That's really what the whole thing was founded on. And that's why we made the restaurant Beyond Vegan, because we felt that you need to think beyond just animal rights or I'm just not going to eat um, uh, animals because of the cruelty mm -hmm. of animals. That's, that's great. And, and because of love, we don't want to do that. We want to protect animals. We want to protect the environment. And these are all the things that this whole vegan um, movement is about, is protecting the animal and protecting the, the environment because it takes so much uh, for us to actually raise uh, uh, meat uh, and animals. Mm -hmm. However, we need to think about ourselves, our own body, mm. because before we can love someone else or love something else like animals, 
we have to understand the love of ourselves, and we need to be healthy and well ourselves. Oh, 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 that, that's, that's a tweetable moment right there. You know, uh, we're talking about not just loving animals, but we have to love ourselves, and that means loving what we're putting in our body to think about exactly. ourselves and how it's going to affect us. I love that. Right, and then it's gonna then it trickles down to uh, we loving the environment, we loving the animals, and we you know we're loving the world, we loving humanity uh, overall. When we start to understand what it takes to love us, mm. but and and it's all about food. And, and when we look at you know what we're actually doing to our bodies, if we're not feeling well, then we're not gonna live well, you know. And a lot of times we are propped up with medication, you know, um, uh, with uh, mostly medication, you know. Right. People are telling me all the time when they come into the restaurant how much medication uh, they take. I'm 61 years old. I take no medication now. Zero wow. Uh, medication. Wow. Very, very active, very, very energetic. Because we have to understand what food is when we talk about least detrimental food. Food should be for fueling up the body and to replenish the body cells, when, you know, from the energy that it needs to work. You know, your organs and everything needs um, uh, energy and it needs nutrients to make them work properly. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're feeling, feeding your uh, body with food that has a lot of preservatives and additives, the body don't even know what to do with it mm-hmm. because it doesn't understand it. We're part of nature. Nature is a part of us. And so we, we, we go together, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And so, you know, when we eat it, everything is doing what it's supposed to do. When you throw something in that don't belong in there, it just, just doesn't mix well you know, uh, mm-hmm. at all. And when you think about food, you, you say, okay, I, you know, I need something to eat. I don't have any energy. But you eat something, it gives you the, the boost you need for a, a few minutes, and then after that, you're sleepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm tired. Think about that. If you drive your car up to the gas station every time and put some of your gas in, and every time your car goes to sleep, And something is definitely wrong. (laughs) Something something is definitely wrong. So when I talk about least detrimental food, I'm talking about food that is highly uh, dense in in nutrients, that it is going to do what it's supposed to do for the body because the body recognizes it because it doesn't have all of those additives and its preservatives in it. And it's designed and built for your body. You know, when we think about as far as, um, you know, veganism and how we are uh, really benefit from a bad product Mm -hmm. of being vegan, when we think about that, okay, let's look at um, dairy. Mm. People didn't realize that 75%, and they can look this up, this research studies everywhere, so your, the radio listeners uh, can really, uh, I really advise mm-hmm. them to look this up. 75% of African Americans are lactose intolerant. 75%. Mm. Okay. 
So the benefit of being vegan or eating mm-hmm. a vegan diet, in that case, it's going right. to benefit you. Not right. because you, you, don't like, you, know, you don't like what they're doing to the animals, but this is benefiting you because you didn't know probably that you were lactose intolerant, that now you have all of this medication, this mm-hmm. lactose medication that you take, a pill, so your body can accept what it's telling you that it doesn't want <laughs> in the first place. Right. And that's what we're constantly doing to our bodies. Mm. And so we're, not, we're, we're taking in a lot of detrimental uh, foods into the system. And so what we have done at Beyond Vegan is created uh, foods that things that we like and things that we recognize, because sometimes people will ask me, well, why do you call it chicken? Well, because I'm calling it chicken. It's vegan chicken. Everything in here is 100%. And I, and I use those terms because mm-hmm. it communicates. Mm-hmm. to the, the general public. Right. They, right. they understand that it's not going to be the meat chicken when they come in, but we try to speak their language. And wow. then after a while, if we speak in their language, and then after a while, we, it can be re- revolutionary to the fact that we don't have to do that no more. But right now, to, to bring people in, to give them, a, you know, to give them the opportunity to listen, to try, to say, you know, maybe they put you off of meat because of your arthritis, because mm-hmm. we know that all meat causes mucus in the body and it causes mm-hmm. inflammation in the body. Yeah, arthritis, so, blood but, pressure. I mean, there's so many yeah. diseases that's connected to just the food that we're putting in our bodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, he, look, try this. You know, a lot of people might say, I don't like mushrooms, but, mm-hmm. okay, try this the way it tastes this way. And mm-hmm. see what that satisfied, you know, your your chitlins cravings or, mm-hmm. you know, all the cravings of things that food that you think that you couldn't do without. And yeah. so that's what we did is replicate those foods using the least detrimental um, ingredients possible. Oh, wow. Got it. That, that's really excellent. And I just love this. Food should give you fuel. And if it's making you sleepy every time you eat, then that's a clue that something is not right. <laughs> should exactly. be fuel. Okay, now I want to ask you this question because you say that some people believe that going vegan is healthy, but you mentioned mm-hmm. that that might not be the case with some vegan food. Now, what did you mean by that? Yes. Going right back to what we were talking about before, preservatives and additives and over-processed foods, okay? Mm-hmm. Vegan food can do the same. Just because it says vegan. Remember, mm-hmm. vegan is about animal rights, and everybody is kind of jumping on the tagline of, you know, of, hey, you know, uh, this is the new thing. But if it's, if it's overly processed, then it's not giving you the nutrients that the body needs because it's, that it's no longer in there. It may not have the meat. They might have other preservatives to preserve it, or it might just be overly processed to the fact that, to the point that you don't know what it is. And going back to what we were talking before about uh, things being um, man-made and when man put his, you know, his, uh, uh, hands in it 
to, you know, create something that you're going to say eureka or you're going to say wow mm-hmm. about, it's not coming from the earth. Well, so, and I, wa- I, want to, I want to mention something because I think it's really important. So, you know, some people may think that anything that is not meat is vegan. So if, if I just eat a bunch of white rice, I'm not eating any meat. I'm just eating rice. And so that should right. be okay, right? What would you say? No. I exactly. would say no. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And I, would say, and I would say no because, you know, the whole concept, as I said, beyond vegan, meaning that we go without the white rice, without mm-hmm. the white bread, without the white sugar, all of these things, if you research and people just can look it up, mm-hmm. sugar, first, first of all, white sugar is like crack. You yes, know, it's just it like, is. You know, it's very, very addictive. And it has caused a lot of harm uh, to gut health. We look at the whole obesity rate, not only from just the sugar, just the, mm-hmm. the overall starch, um, you know, itself. So mm-hmm. looking at foods and ingredients, uh, like that doesn't it's, it's vegan yes because what does vegan uh, you know mean without mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. but we need to go beyond that there you go and go beyond be- veganism and think about all the other detrimental things that's in food that some vegan foods still have it a lot of the, the you know the snacks and so what what we did at Beyond Vegan is make sure that we use Dr. Savvy List mm-hmm. or go back and to create, you know, things from nature, bring it together. Say, for instance, we talk about white flour. Mm-hmm. I do the vegan chicken. I don't use white flour. You know what I'm using? I actually created a garbanzo bean base batter for my chicken. Ooh. Why? Because, number one, I, th- I thought about the people who have gluten issues, mm-hmm. so that's why I chose the, the, the beans. And then I thought about the people who just can't have the, the white, all the white stuff, the white flour, the, the, very, the starch stuff that has a high uh, glycemic Ended, mm-hmm. meaning that it actually foods and ingredients that actually is going to raise your blood sugar real quickly or your insulin level real quickly, and that's why we have all of these diabetic uh, issues, right. uh, diabetes issues uh, mm-hmm. all around, having all these dialysis, you know, particularly around, uh, you know, the African-American, everybody, not just African-Americans, but now, you know, diabetes and, and dialysis is a, it's a big deal, you know. You eat all this white stuff that is going to, you know, raise your, your glycemic uh, index to the sky. And, you know, then you go and, to, and, and get, take some, either take some insulin or take pills or either you're going to go get on dialysis. And, and those are the fixed things, and it's not a quality of life. So we have to think beyond just that absence of meat and dairy. Wow. Okay. We have to that, think the absence of all the other stuff. That that is so powerful. Now you mentioned about um, having an empty stomach. That it's a good thing to have an empty stomach. 
What did you mean by that? You're, especially in, the, in this, this theme of COVID, we in this mm-hmm. COVID uh, era, and we know that, that gut health means everything because it really affects the immune system. And a lot of us do not have good gut health because of our eating habits. And the whole idea we think about eating and food, we, we take food and we look at food as entertainment. Right now, if somebody, you get together with your girlfriends, you're going to do one or two things. You're going to go to the bar and consume, or you're going to go to a restaurant and consume. It's, going to, it's all about everything that's about food. Mm-hmm. And we're not eating food uh, because we're hungry. You know, we're eating food because it's a part of entertainment. We also eat food because they said, and I said they, meaning mm-hmm. the government or society say breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. and even if you're not hungry, you're still eating. Because people have really got the, the, the idea or the meaning or the definition, however you want to put it, of what it means to be empty and what it means to be hungry. There are two different things. Ooh. Hungry means that you are at that point that mm-hmm. you need food because now your energy level is depleting. You might, you know, feeling weak. Then you need to eat. That means you're hungry. Being empty is a good thing because your body should be uh, at a point that it can be empty. So instead of it trying to digest all these foreign things and these preservatives and these additives and this unreal food that you have put in your body, it caused the body to work overtime. Mm -hmm. And so while the body is working to try to take all of these uh, different additives and put them somewhere, that it eventually just stores it in your fat. But it's trying to put it somewhere, and this is working and working and working. It's not even doing the job that God created it to do. It's to repair and replenish your your body cells like it should. So when you're empty, that's when that work is being done. That's when the body is uh, is able to repair things and Mm -hmm. fix things because it's doing that instead of trying to work overtime to digest food. Right. Food should not stay. We're, 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 not, uh, we're not storehouses. Not <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be in us all the time. You know, and sometimes you need to empty your storehouse. <laughs> and, well, you know, and it's really interesting that you say that because people don't realize that certain foods that we eat, like especially, you know, red meats and, you know, some other things like that and preservatives, how long it stays in our system and, and how slow it is to digest kinds of foods. So, it, you know, we digest foods at different levels, and certain times, you know, red meat, it takes a very long time to digest those foods, so they sort of sit in our bodies for long periods of exactly. time. Yes, and it, for some of it for years. Because it, <laughs> wow. Uh, people really that don't realize that. Crazy. Because, you know, people do not realize how long food was set. Hmm. You know, I was sitting with uh, a relative, not too long ago, and, you know, we, we thought to talk about the body elimination system and, 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 and all of that, and they was like, 
They're not eating. So where does stuff coming from? They haven't been eating in a whole month. And, you know, and, and so what are they eliminated? What is this? And mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's the stuff that has been stored up mm-hmm. for months and years, mm-hmm. you know. And I said, it happens. And I said, you know, it has been those times. And the one thing that people don't realize is really harsh on the body is a lot of corn. And mm-hmm. corn is very, very difficult to digest. And you can see yourself eliminating corn months and maybe a year Ooh. later. And you're like, I have not had corn. Oh, my goodness. And, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's just the reality oh and understanding the digestive system. But then just think about that. Your system is still working and mm-hmm. working and working, trying to understand what to do with these foreign things. And so... Uh, that's why it's a difference. Being empty is a good thing, so your mm-hmm. body can work. Being hungry is another thing because that means that you should eat. So all of this stuff of eating breakfast, lunch, and mm-hmm. dinner, you're, if, if, you're, if you're not hungry, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, we got to ask ourselves, you know, why are we eating when we're not hungry? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I – no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying are we just eating just because it's a time? We don't have yes. like a time clock? Your yes. body has its own eternal time clock. It can tell you when you're hungry. I have not eaten since – I ate the last thing I had in my mouth to eat was yesterday, last night at 730. Oh, goodness. And what time is it now? Wow. Look, and it's, and it's 4.37. I'm not hungry. I got up this morning. I walked five miles. Uh, I've been down in, in, the, in the kitchen. I, I cook. I've been working. I have a lot of energy. I'm empty, but I'm still not hungry. Hmm. Wow. So now one of the things that I've heard you, you know, we've talked offline too, and and you've been on our television show, is you mentioned about the density of the food. Can you talk more about that, what you mean by that? Making sure, and that's that's the thing. Last night when I ate, I made sure that when I do eat, Mm -hmm. my food is a high-nutrient-dense meal. You know, I'm making sure I'm I'm eating things like, you know, stuff that people never heard of. Problem. I make sure sea moss. I had me a, a one of my burgers that has burdock, sea moss. It has the you know your onions, your peppers. Uh, it's made from three different types of mushrooms. It has garbanzo bean in it. I had a side of of my wild rice, which is not a rice. It's what, what it is, it's an aquatic grass. Uh, I ate uh, that, and I had me a nice beet salad. Mm. And that was nutrient-dense food. It, it had everything in it that my body needed, that my body probably was depleted from. And, and, and I understand that's what I need. And so mm-hmm. when I get hungry, again, I will go eat. So... I'm making sure that I'm empty to make sure that my body is doing what uh, it's supposed to do. So when you do eat, make sure that what you're eating is not overly processed, not full of all of those um, 
uh, preservatives, uh, and additives. And no, you can't do what I'm doing if you're not eating like I'm eating. There's no way that you're you're going to get hungry. Yeah, you're going to get hungry right away because you're not feeding the cells. So I don't... You know, I don't advise nobody to do what I'm what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. I can do it is because of the the food choices that I have, you know, made. And now it's not a it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you know I go out and and try to make myself do. It's just something now over the years that has come naturally. I really like that. So the density in our food, because a lot of times all of the food that we eat, um, they, you know, it, it's, it's like starchy foods. Um, they're yeah. simple carbs. And so, you know, as soon as you eat it, you know, you're full at the moment, but then you're hungry again, you know, very exactly. soon. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's why the, the name of the, the restaurant is Beyond Vegan Cell Food. Instead mm-hmm. of soul food, cell food meaning it's food that is going to feed, feed the cell Ooh, and it gets in your cell yes. and then it goes and do what it's supposed to do for the organs. It exits, exits the body properly after it does what it's supposed to do and then the body can just work and says, oh, your skin needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Your, your heart needs to be repaired. Your liver needs to be repaired. You know, it, that's what needs to be done, and yeah. and God gifted us that, but we are messing it up by we are mm. junking it up, so right. it can't do the work that it needs to it needs to do. So food is our medicine. It, it's our it, medicine. It's our medicine. It, oh, it can it can either be your medicine or it can be your poison. Oh, wait, you. wait, wait. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> it can be food can be your medicine or it can be your poison. You get to it choose. Can be either one. You, you get, get to, to choose. choose. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. And I, I think it's really important, too, though, because I know there's a, such a big push in many communities having access to just um, vegetables and greens and, and gardens and things like that because there are food yeah. deserts all around our country where there's just not access to a lot of these foods. And so in those communities, especially, you have higher rates and higher incidence of diabetes and heart disease. Food is just so important. We've got to shift how we look at that. So that's why I'm so glad that you're on the show, Dr. Jackie, talking (laughs) about this, because we've got to change how we look at things. Now, if we're going to provide prescription medicine to people because of diseases, we ought to make sure that they have access to food, good food. Exactly. As well, we're going to pay for it on the other end. Exactly. That's what's happening. And with the food desert, then we have to make sure that they are educated and understanding. You can have the, the, the vegetables and all of that, but mm-hmm. if you have the vegetables and you're not educated enough to understand that mm-hmm. that fat bag that you're putting in the collard greens just mm-hmm. messed up the collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, uh, that oil that you use, you know, uh, that coming from animal fat or, you know, or preservatives or whatever, you just right. messed up even the vegetables. Right. So, you know, education. We have to think, yeah, and we have to really think beyond and re-educate people on, on food because Ooh. it's not about you just dropping the food in the food deserts, but then what they do with it. If they're still doing 
harmful things with it. Like I said, chicken's supposed to have been better than pork, but we used the, the, the pork grease to fry the chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that, and, mm-hmm. and we didn't think about it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This, is, this is really, really, really exciting. We're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, we're going to hear more from Dr. Jackie. Oh, this show is so exciting, healthy vegan cooking. But we're talking beyond vegan, too, so this is really, really educational. So I really want you listening to the show, please share it with your friends and family because we're going to take this journey together and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, trying to transition because it's got to be hard. Um, It's really hard when you're used to eating all of the, the things that we've talked about on the show and then to start to transition to healthier choices. Um, That's not an easy task, but you don't have to do it overnight. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita, and I've been talking to Dr. Jackie, and we've been talking about healthy vegan cooking. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Welcome back to The Common Good Show with Juanita, and we're talking to Dr. Jackie, and we've been talking about vegan cooking, or beyond vegan, as she as she calls it. So I wanted to ask you, Dr. Jackie, I mean, we've talked about some great things, a lot of good information here to our listeners, but making this transition, it's not easy. I mean, how how is it that we can start to make this transition? I mean, it's not going to happen overnight because truly some of our foods are made to um, to get us addicted. I mean, there's ingredients in our food really that causes an addiction. So it's just like crack. And you mentioned that earlier uh, on, mm-hmm. on the, the call. So tell us a little bit about making that transition. You know, you have to take one uh, day at a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that probably sounds simple. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you try to just eliminate one thing to see how you feel. Because what's happened is it's so much noise going on in our body and in our head surrounded by food. We got the commercials. We, you know, I always talk about, you know, crack cocaine and you trying to get a, uh, a person off of it, but mm-hmm. they got to walk by all the crack houses. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it is like with food. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get through all of that. And our mind has been programmed into, you know, eating. You know, kids, when they are very little, they see the arch and they start asking us for that food because of what they see. They want a tour. And all of this has, has really actually caused us to be really addicted to the taste of bad food. You know, like you said, a lot of those preservatives and additives mm-hmm. that right. are added into the food, it's, it's going to keep bringing us back. And mm. we're going to keep being hungry because we are not eating the, the nutrient-dipped food. Exactly. And so, you know, I know it's hard because it was hard for me. And that's why, you know, with me, I, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to educate people. I made my own life a, a experiment. So I know it can be done. I came from wearing a size 14 
to now a size four. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, I, so, so I know it can, you know, it can be that this can be done. A and living witness, exactly. I'm a I'm a living witness mm-hmm. with the with the the weight. The bad mm-hmm. skin that I used to have, and and you know my skin clear cleared up. So it's worth it. After you start to feel the quality of your life changing, mm-hmm. then it's worth giving up a taste. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know that's all you're giving up is a taste for health and for your you know for your whole wellness. That's giving up that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to compromise your taste. And that's, like I said, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing as far as trying to educate people, use myself as, a, uh, as an uh, as experiment and mm-hmm. as an example mm-hmm. that you, we can create food. There is a lot of food now that is out here that it might taste good but still not good. So we really need to educate ourselves on what is good for us. And that's how we're going to be able to transition. Yeah. Because for me to get off the meat and then go to another vegan option that is just as bad, it's not a transition. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trading in one problem, you know, for another, uh, for another problem. Mm-hmm. Just take one day at a time and try to eliminate a something. Because one of the things, Juanita, that I'm finding and more and more people are coming into the restaurant, mm-hmm. you ain't got to stop. Their doctors are telling them they got to stop eating this, they got to stop eating that, mm. because, you know, they're at that point in their, in their life that it's showing up what has caused their issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a, a, a lot of, you know, the, the, the medical issues will make you have to change. Just like they said, you keep drinking, you know, this is going to happen. You keep smoking, that is going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're seeing more and more, if you keep eating badly, this is the outcome. Diabetes, heart disease, strokes. We said people having strokes is on the, on the rise. Yeah, you know, and younger, so, younger and younger, too. And young, young, yes, yeah. they're getting younger yeah. and younger, and this is happening. So I just tell people, want this cake, just eliminate one thing a week. Mm-hmm. And just just try to do what you can and see how you feel when you eliminate that. But one of the things that I did uh, was I fast, and now with everybody doing the the, the time of Lent, uh, mm-hmm. the time of the Daniel fast, this is a good time to step back and say I'm going to give up, you know, uh, these uh, um, meat, sugar. You know, whatever it is that lit requires you to give up, it's that you give up. Mm-hmm. But we do that, but a lot of us still go back, and that's the part that, you know, I don't understand. I hear people say, oh, for the Daniel Fast, I did this, and I felt so great. And it's like, why did you go back? <laughs> so that's that addiction. That's that addiction. Addiction, yeah, yeah, that we wow. Have to, that, we have to, that we have to address, you know, uh, as well. And before we can address it, you have to understand, just like with any other addiction, Mm -hmm. you have to understand you have that problem. If you don't understand you have that problem, then you can't fix it because you don't think you have a problem, you know, uh, with that. And I've been on both sides. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, this is so good, um, Dr. Jackie. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you're doing to really try to, well, to educate people. It's so important. And I'm loving it because I love people and I love humanity overall. And I just mm -hmm. really think that we need to be doing something different. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we need to start with how we're eating and drinking. Time for a change. Wow. It's time Exciting. For a change. And on that note, um, can you tell the, the listeners how best to reach you? If okay, they want to contact reached, you? Okay, I can be reached at Beyond Vegan Cell Food. We're located at 615 High Street in Portsmouth, Virginia. The number is 757-606-1307. That's 757-606-1307. And uh, you can reach me on social media, uh, Beyond Vegan um, Cell Food. Uh, it's our website, beyondveganselfood.com. Uh, we have uh, Instagram. Uh, Beyond Vegan LLC, and we also uh, have a Facebook. Uh, I can be reached on any of those, and also on my private uh, uh, Facebook, um, and also on um, TikTok <laughs> uh, as well. So we can be reached. I can be reached in, in any of the social media. People are hitting me up in Messenger all the time. Great, great. And if you're in the area in Portsmouth, Virginia, please make sure that you look up Beyond Vegan Cell Food. The food is delicious at Dr. Jackie's restaurant. I can witness that because I've had it myself, and I'm telling you, it is delicious. And, it, and even if you, you're not in the area but you want to um, have her lecture um, about you know, some of you know, her journey, about some of the food, some of what we talked about today. You might want her to do a conference or something virtually or, or in person. Um, look her up and, and touch, reach out to her um, to do that because I think the information is so good. We want to get it out to as many people as possible. Um, thank you so much again, Dr. Jackie. Oh, thanks so much, Juanita, for having me. I really appreciate you and all that you're doing. The show is great, and the work that you're doing is wonderful. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank <laughs> you so much. God bless you. Um, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in today to uh, The Common Good Show with Juanita. You can reach us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WDJY 99.1 FM if you're in the metro Atlanta area, if you're outside of Atlanta. WDJYFM.com. Be sure to listen in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Common Good Show with host Juanita.